Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. generation of talk now this is the drive at 5 30 minutes of non-stop talk with rich zioli senator bob menendez he says nothing today as he's charged with failure to register as a foreign agent for selling out the united states of america to egypt i should add and in about three minutes the fills will start the show and Hopefully tonight's the end. Hopefully tonight's the night we bring it all home. Welcome back. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Uh, great to have you with us. Great to have you. I know the boys had to leave the ballpark. Am I right about that? They had to, they had to pack up? Yeah, yeah. I think they got kicked out. I think it was like 4.15 or something they said. 4.15 they were done. So <laughs> they weren't allowed to be there now, any longer. Now we're just waiting. We're just waiting till the first pitch. So since I can't talk to those two, I'll ask you two, oh, Matt DeSantis, mistake. executive producer, Henry Machette, Maserati, associate producer. <laughs> uh, what, what, what are we going to see tonight? What's going to happen? Uh, I think you're going to see a repeat of Game 2, but with a little more desperation coming from the uh, Diamondbacks side. I mean, obviously their season's on the line. They'd like to force it to a, you know, anything can happen Game 7. And I, I, if the Phillies are smart, I think they'll uh, they'll choose their pitches carefully and uh, hit Merrill Kelly right out of the ballpark. Good, good. And do you think that um, the well, the other game too is Texas, uh, Texas and uh, mm-hmm. Houston and Houston and right. Houston, the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. That's what I mean. That's what I said. Texas yes. and Texas. Yes. It's a, it's a sub it's a sub state series. <laughs> uh, who's going to win that game tonight? <sighs> See, that's. That's really interesting because uh, that series, the road team has won every game in the series. So the Rangers took the first two in Houston, then the Astros came back, took three in a row in Arlington, and then the Rangers won again last night. It's it's tough to say because anything can happen in a game seven. Uh, but if I were, I am a betting man, and I might do this with Max Scherzer on the mound for the Rangers. Uh, he's he's money, and it's funny because the last time. Uh, the only other time uh, a road team has won all seven games in a series was the 2019 World Series, in which Max Scherzer was the Game 7 starter for the Nationals. So, I don't know. I kind of like that symmetry between the two things, and I'll, I'll pick the Rangers tonight. 
You're going to pick the Rangers tonight? Yes. All right? I tuned out Matt DeSantis. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. Did you? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I agree with whatever Henry said because I, I have no clue what, what, what's what was, going on. What was hard to follow about that? I don't know anything about baseball, so the whole thing was hard to follow. <laughs> No, I, I I think I think where where you play matters is basically the point, and that's why we obviously are hoping that the Phils will win it tonight because we want to make sure that the Phils win at home, and it's either tonight or it's tomorrow, and I think it's going to be tonight. Can't so. let it get to tomorrow. That's that's my fear because you know it's one thing to like say it's like oh we got two chances to shut him out. I don't really see it like that. Yeah, because uh, game seven, it's just one game, and anything can happen in just one game. Just one game. So if you make, you know, like, you know, last game when it was, you know, 2-2 series, we get this, you know, it's just winning the best 2 or 3 at home. I don't really see it like that. It's win tonight, end it. Don't let it, don't give them any sort of hope. And, okay. I, th- and I think they get it done because, frankly, if Merrill Kelly misses a pitch or two, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. It, that's, what right. ha- that's what happened in game two. He, he missed a couple. I, I was worried the Phillies were going to just swing away at all his low pitches. He missed up in the zone, and they made him pay. So hopefully the same happens tonight. All right. Well, I hope so, too. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. All right? I mean, I got my rally towel here in studio, so. <laughs> I, got my rally, I got my rally towel. I got, I'm wearing my Philly shirt. Mm-hmm. My, 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 I'm, I'm fired up. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. So good. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention to you, and I'll get into this a little bit later in the show, but I guess Liz Cheney may run for president. I, I <laughs> I have a better chance of pitching for the Phillies tonight than Liz Cheney. I, mean, I know that Alec Bohm may not pitch for the Phillies. I definitely will not pitch for the Phillies. And Liz Cheney will not be president. I can say all those three things with yes, confidence. Very factual things. Those are all factual things. There's a better chance that tonight the, the manager of the Phillies, Charlie Manuel, not Charlie Rob Manuel? Thompson. Rob Thompson calls me up and says, Rich, we need you, we need you on the mound. Then there is of Liz Cheney. <laughs> Running for president, be, being elected president of the United States of America. <laughs> Didn't she lose her primary race by like forty points or something? Yeah, yeah. It was, she got crushed. Yeah, but that's but just a small sample size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you lose by forty percent, that means you're really unpopular. Now, y'all, you, you almost had it. I mean, you, 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 uh, you got your opponent beat you by. A supermajority, literally the definition of a supermajority. <laughs> Especially as an incumbent, that's like almost unheard of. Yeah, but you're not getting it. It's a small sample size. It's just one state. It's all, one all the, state where the, the Cheneys have been there since the <laughs> founding of the state. And yeah. her dad was the congressman from, which is a statewide office. There's only one There's only one member of Congress. So the two senators and the member of Congress. So it's basically like running for governor. And Cheney has been there forever. And she got her ass handed to her. So what does she do? She turns around and she says, well, maybe I'll run for president. She's on with Jake Tapper here. Uh, cut 12. But if it came down to it, even though you disagree with Joe Biden on almost every issue under the sun, other than maybe Ukraine and Israel... Would you vote for him over Donald Trump? We're going to see what what happens. We're going to see how things unfold. I think Donald Trump is the single most dangerous threat we face. I would imagine that there will be a number of other candidates in the race. Um, would you be one of them? I think I'll tell you what I'm what I am definitely going to do. I'm going to spend the next uh, year between now and the election certainly helping to elect serious people, helping to elect sane people um, to of, Congress. Of both parties. Yes. Uh, because I think that that we could well find ourselves in a situation, given what we know the Trump folks are doing in terms of attempting um, to question the results of the election, 
we don't want a situation where the election is thrown into the House of Representatives and Donald Trump has any possibility at all of prevailing under those circumstances. So we've got to elect people who believe in the Constitution and who take their responsibilities seriously to Congress. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time doing that in addition to other things. But you're not ruling out a presidential run. No, I'm not. No, you're not. I'm not ruling out a, a, a shopping trip on the moon either, by the way. I've, I've been thinking about it. I've heard they have great deals this time of year, so I'm not ruling that either. She's I'm also not ruling out starting an OnlyFans page where I show <laughs> off my feet. Please rule that out. Please rule that For out. For the good of humanity? <laughs> I, I beg you, rule that one out. I, I think know, she's, she's a fraud, though, because she also has a book coming out. So I don't course. believe she's actually considering a run for president. I think this is just a way for her to keep her name in the news so that somebody cares about her book. You mean you mean so that she can get more interviews and people will not buy her book because it's going to be a bad book? You mean exactly. for that reason? Yeah. <laughs> Even better, like when she makes these TV appearances or whatever, the Chiron can say former, uh, you know, uh, presidential presidential candidate. candidate. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all you need, right? It's all you need in life. I ran for president. The oh, book. No way. The book is called Oath and Honor: A Memoir and a Warning. I feel like her entire personality has just become she hates Donald Trump. Well, what she should do is she should. She should run for president and then drop out a few hours later. You're right. And then she can say that she was, you know, it was a rough race, former presidential <laughs> candidate. I mean, what? at this point, she's got just as good a chance as, uh, as Asshat Hutchinson. I don't even know if he's still in the race, is he? I think he technically is. I think man, man, Asshat has as much of a chance. So why not her? Why not me? Uh, now, I sometimes yell at the two producers on this show when they annoy me, and that happens, and, you know, my moods are my moods. What are you going to do? <laughs> but um, nothing like the way that Representative Sheila Jackson Lee berated a staffer in a personality-filled rant. Now, how long did it take you to edit this rant, Matt DeSantis? At least 10 minutes. And it's 10 only, minutes. It's only a 90-second clip. <laughs> I'm looking at this right now. There are so many blips in there where he can he edited it's it's incredible there's 18 markers i can tell <laughs> uh well let's take a listen to it you took a piece of paper from that woman uh regarding uh something that was oh by duncan tell where is it what what date was it all from yes jerome took it upstairs i have to call him he took it up when i switched out the picture i'll call him i don't want you to I want you to have a brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other did it. And, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule. And, uh, you know, if, if Boo Boo did it, did it, face did it. And nobody knows a thing in my office. Okay? Nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovid Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the calendar. Not to oh, Jerome Hansen. Okay? So when I called Jerome, he going to be sitting up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot talking about uh, what he doesn't know. Okay? Both of y'all are something. It's the worst that I ever had put together. Two big-ass children. idiots. Serve no purpose. Ain't managing nobody. Nobody's respecting them. Nobody gives a about what you're doing. And you ain't doing And this is an example of it. I gave it to Jerome. This is not child's work. Okay? 
There you go. Now, that's how you, you handle an employee who gets on your nerves. So just keep that in mind, you two. All right? And maybe I'll, maybe we'll get a, a tersely worded email, but, you know, that's okay. I don't mind. Uh, Snow Bunny Gal on Twitter says, Rich, a special thank you for getting the term D-bags instead of D-backs into my brain from your Friday podcast that I listened to over the weekend. It's super professional for teachers to say D-bags instead of the D-back in front of their <laughs> students. Snowbody gal, it's the least I can do. By the way, the D-bags are up right now, as a matter of fact. What? Uh, what? No, they're not. You mean up to bat? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, no, no, I didn't mean, I yeah. mean they're up to bat. I no, wasn't sure if you were ahead school. of me. Like, well, huh? no, our, our TV no, is on a bit of a delay in here, and Henry just almost had a full-blown panic attack when you said the diamond. No, I should, I, I should have clarified that. Uh, let's see. We also have uh, a tweet from Road Warrior. Road Warrior says, I'm calling BS on the Roger Waters Nazi uniform he wore since 1979, The Wall. It's the character Pink Floyd who descends into madness and sees himself as a dictator. The entire album is anti-fascist, anti anti-war, anti-bigotry. Road Warrior, to be honest with you, I'm not, not the biggest Pink Floyd fan, so I, I will take your word for it. I don't really know much about him personally. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you'd like to weigh in. Then there's this. Um, in addition to everything that's happening in our country right now, and all of the people who are potentially sneaking into our country, the president today had no idea what he was supposed to say at the microphone. So he walked up there. I guess they were doing some stupid Bidenomics. I don't know, some Bidenomics thing, and somebody was supposed to introduce him. So he got up there to the microphone and it does his usual thing where he has no idea. Today was a tough day for Joe Biden with the microphone, which happens. You know, you have a beach day, and then you get, you, get, you know, you come back, it's hard to focus. Mondays are tough. Beach days are tough. Post-beach days are very, very difficult. Anyway, uh, take a listen. Good afternoon, folks. I'm not introducing me, Marcus. I forgot Mark. I went, right, I went straight to the podium. I apologize. No problem. Good afternoon. I'm not introducing me, Marcus. He walks up there and says, hello, everyone. And he turns around and says, I'm not introducing me, Marcus. And that, that's that's a that's a one more time. Let me hear that one more time, please, if I could. One more time. Good afternoon, folks. I'm not introducing me, Marcus. <laughs> Forgot Mark. I went, right, I went straight to the podium. I apologize. No problem. <laughs> Good afternoon. I'm not introducing me, Marcus. Good afternoon. All right. Thank, thank you very, very much there, Mr. President, for letting us know. <laughs> and then Mark did a hell of a job introducing him, by the way. The only, a hell of a job. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. The only person and then play that. his music. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to play the music, Henry. Oh, the only Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America. I've decided, I've decided that basically hail to the chief you know dun 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 so too much we, we've had it for a long time we need an update we we need a refresher and um anyway so we've decided to change things up a little bit and what we're going to do is we are going to have a new song for the president of the united states so let's uh let's go ahead and do that go ahead yeah Back 
got my toes in the water, ass in the sand. I don't worry in a world of cold beer in my hand. Life is good today. Life is good today. Well, a plane touched down just about three o'clock and Thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I think Biden struggled again with the with the teleprompter at one point, uh, with the microphone, the teleprompter, at something as well today. That is Bidenomics thing. Take a listen. And I want to thank Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Todd Young, and Representative uh, uh, Joe, excuse me, Representative Joe Morelli and Susan Ward, well, excuse me, Susan Wild, uh, for their work to make this happen. Tom Cotton says Biden's hundred billion dollar request that includes aid for Gaza is dead on arrival. The entire thing should be dead on arrival for several reasons, as I mentioned to you. Number one, it, it combines Ukrainian funding with Israeli funding. These are two separate issues. These are two separate countries. These are two separate regions. These are two separate conflicts. So you don't combine them. That's number one. Number two, it also has this funding for Gaza, which, as Senator Tom Cotton said, the aid package would function as a resupply line for Hamas terrorists. Now, whether it would or wouldn't, it doesn't belong in an aid package with Israel and it doesn't belong in an aid package with Ukraine. See, this is the problem. I keep bringing up this problem to you, and this is what Congress keeps doing. So whoever becomes the Speaker of the House needs to say, no, we'll have an up or down vote on $60 billion to Ukraine. We'll have an up or down vote on these are big numbers here. These are not minor numbers. 60 billion to Ukraine, 3.5 billion for Gaza. Okay? These are it's a lot of money. Three and a half billion dollars for Gaza. It's a lot of money. There's regions in our country that could use three and a half billion dollars would do quite well with it to rebuild those areas. There are towns that would do do a lot with three and a half billion dollars. Not a small sum of cash, not fifty grand here. And, of course, on top of that, it would also send $14 billion to sharpen Israel's military edge to to replenish the Iron Dome. Right? That's what they're looking for right now. And then also $11.1 billion to fund the Ukrainian government's own non-war spending, such as funding retirement pensions for Ukrainian government employees. $4.7 $4.7 billion for housing, transportation, and services for illegal aliens in the United States rather than deporting them. This $105 billion request to Congress that Biden sent Fridays at, uh, Friday hours after his Oval Office address also includes uh, $3.5 billion for Gaza. So it's dead on arrival, according to Senator Tom Cotton. And good, it should be dead on arrival. It's a, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke to lump all these things together anyway. It's a joke. Uh, here's a clip I want to share with you. So I told you last week, the media once again got it wrong. The hospital was a Fugazi story, and the media got it wrong. The media got it wrong. Not surprising. The New York Times led the charge in, 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 in getting uh, getting wrong. Uh, The media led the charge, but the New York Times was the worst, putting up that picture of a hospital that had been destroyed and burned down that was not the hospital. It wasn't that. It wasn't even that hospital. But here's what I want to share with you. This is uh, is, is the Israeli defense spokesperson calling out MSNBC on the air about its coverage of the hospital blast. It gave credibility to a false number of casualties, gave credibility to lots of things, because they wanted Israel to be the bad guy. The media in this country, the corporate media, was so quick to jump on the idea that Israel was the bad guy. They were so quick to do it. Take a listen. 
that they don't feel safe and and i think that their feeling is uh, sadly correct the situation in gaza is that hamas uses all of the civilian infrastructure today we just issued aerial footage of how close hamas is firing rockets from kindergarten schools and un facilities and 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 medical facilities all of that is documented we just released footage of it hamas endangers civilians by their operations they have their tunnels underneath the civilian population and their leaders which we are actively hunting are trying to use human shields in order to protect themselves that is the biggest contributor to the sad reported amount of casualties and i just want to say one more thing when we when it comes to uh, data coming out of gaza please keep in mind that everything that comes out of gaza is not verified independently it is information disseminated by hamas and that hamas are the equivalent of isis when it comes to truthfulness and uh, things so are, are that you they colonel can be are you disputing the number of people that have are you disputing the number of people that have been killed in gaza the number of women and children are are you disputing that are you saying that's not accurate I am definitely questioning each and every piece of information that comes out of the Hamas-controlled so-called Ministry of Health. Each and every piece of information. And I'll give you an example. The first reports that that authority but gave many out. Of these, Colonel, are, being, are being are being many of these Colonel are being reported please, by independent journalists that are example. in their that are in the region as well. You, let me just give an example, and I think you, you, it'll be useful. You know, the first reports, also reported here on MSNBC, but in many other media outlets, quoting the Hamas-run uh, health ministry in Gaza, said 500 dead Palestinians in the hospital incident in Gaza. Do you know how many people were actually killed? The EU estimates that it was between 10 and 50. And the five, 500 is what the Gaza, the Hamas controlled authority said. And most of the international media fell for that and reported it. And it gave credibility to a false number disseminated by a terrorist organization. That is why I say that we should all exercise caution and skepticism when we get these figures, especially when they speak about civilians, women and children. Those are the things that they will try to harvest. That is what they will try to achieve. That picture yeah. of many of these, of civilians though, Colonel, many of these reports that are being are being reported by um, pictures being taken by independent journalists who are risking their lives every day um, reporting on what's happening inside gaza and i think you can admit we both can admit innocent civilians are in fact losing their lives children are in fact losing their lives um, in gaza as well i want to ask you one more so there you go I, I, i'm glad he's calling out that it, it's just that it's the media bs and the, and the lies that just frustrate people so much about all these things they really do they frustrate them uh in new jersey two more school districts have ditched king philip the unaccountable's mandate that parents will not be notified if their child identifies as transgender uh our buddy matt rooney from save jersey reporting this two more districts have said nope absolutely not Howell in Monmouth County, they voted to repeal 5756 on Thursday night. Kinlon in Morris County, New Jersey, repealed it on Wednesday. This is what you need to understand. This policy is not anything that is a mandate. It is guidance. It is guidance. The guidance is, hey, school districts, if a child comes to school and says they identify as transgender, you should not call the parents. 
All right, you should not call the parents. That's that's what the 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 guidance is, but it's not a mandate. And so what happened is that you had the lies that were told by the Murphy administration and King Philip the Unaccountable and his minions went out there and school districts get very nervous they're going to lose money. And this becomes a thing, right? They get very nervous they're going to lose money. So they turn around and they, they adopt this policy, this 5756 policy. And they come out and they turn around and say, okay, well, now we're, we're, we're going to go with this now. So if a kid comes to school and Johnny comes to school and says, hey, I'm Johnny, but it didn't, when I'm in school, I'm Susie and I'm going to dress like a girl, we will pass a policy that says you do not uh, tell the parents. And then when it was revealed in court that the Murphy administration did not consider the policy to be anything other than guidance, despite having previously reported it as mandatory, a bunch of people got involved like my buddy Josh Akins, and they started going around to school districts across the state of New Jersey and saying, listen, this is not a mandate. This is not a mandate. Parental rights groups are out there also saying to people as well, this is not a mandate. You don't have to tell, you don't have to keep this from the parents. This is not what the state is telling you to do. The policy has been controversial since the get-go, obviously, but the Murphy administration is suing four school districts for failure to abide by a policy which Trenton acknowledges is not a, is not mandatory. So you see what they're doing is they're busting the chops of people in, in court. They're busting the, the chops of the people in court. And, you know, James O'Keefe was down there in Kingsway, New Jersey. He was down there at the Kingsway Regional School District. And he was showing uh, what I think is an issue, and we'll get into this a little bit later, what I think is a major issue that everybody should understand that's happening in schools across, across the country, which is parental rights as an issue is becoming the single biggest issue guiding candidates in the November elections. It's the single biggest issue. So the O'Keefe Media Group went to a school district in New Jersey And they found out that this school district is socially transitioning students behind parents' backs. And the Gateway Pundit actually also promoted it as well. Now, we've invited James on the show, but, you know, he's a busy guy. I understand. I guess he's a very busy guy. But but this Kingsway Regional School District is a great example of this. Parents will not be told what their kids are doing in school when it comes to this. And a lot of districts are adopting this policy, believing that if they don't, they'll lose state funding. They will not because it's not a mandate here's a little bit of james o'keefe from that controversial i should say excuse me that um undercover video that he did which shows this incredibly controversial policy that this kingsway regional school district has adopted here take a listen omg has obtained bombshell emails from school counselors at kingsway regional school district we do have confidentiality in an email dated August 2nd that we obtained through public records requests, Fallon Corcoran emails Mike Schiff where she says, quote, I had one of my students reach out to me about their preferred name for next year. Do we know how we can input their name into Genesis without it being visible by families? Kingsway Regional School District has developed a tier system to classify students and the associated student assistant plans. Tier one being defined as no parent guardian involvement, no staff faculty involvement. Tier two being defined as staff faculty aware and involved, no parent guardian involvement 
Yet, the attempts made by these administrators to conceal their activities from the public, well, guess what? All of that is now being laid bare for the parents to see. These emails show school counselors, teachers, and staff socially transitioning middle school and high school children without their parents' knowledge or consent. The emails show that Kingsway Regional School District has developed a tier system to classify students and the associated student assistant plans. Tier 1 being defined as no parent guardian involvement, no staff faculty involvement. Tier 2 being defined as staff faculty aware and involved, no parent guardian involvement yet. When they classify a student as one of these tiers, they begin referring to the particular child with their preferred name, preferred gender pronouns, even designated bathroom use associated with their gender identity. Equally as shocking are the lengths that these counselors, teachers, and staff go to ensure that parents don't find out. In an email between Teresa Koopsey and Michelle Maurer, the administrators at the school that we obtained through a public records request after we got audio from a source within the school, we'll get to that in a minute, these administrators prepare for an in-person meeting with a Tier 2 student and their parents by letting the involved staff know, quote, since parents will be present, just to be clear, we are using the legal name of the student and he, she pronouns. This is apparently to make sure that nobody inadvertently tips off the mom and dad to the fact that they're using a different name and different gender pronouns behind their back while the child is at school. In some instances, the counselors are even aware of the fact the parents do not agree with or support using different pronouns, genders, or names for their children, and yet they do it anyways. And they do it anyways, and that's the problem. So, so two more districts have abandoned this policy across New Jersey, and there's an all-out effort right now to get every school district in the state to say, no, we are not going to have a policy that keeps parents from knowing what's going on with their kids. Remember, I told you the reason why they do this. They're not, they really don't think the parents are going to beat their kids up. They don't think the kid's going to go home and dad's going to take a baseball back to his face. Or, no, it's not for that reason. It's because if, if it happened to my child, I would be very concerned, obviously, that my son, my daughter, was experiencing mental illness. Because in my opinion, that's what this is. Or maybe they're on drugs. Or maybe they're just desperate for attention. Whatever it is. But you cannot have alternatives to what the state demands is truth. What the state says is truth. In this case, that transgender children, it's perfectly normal, perfectly natural, and it's science. And there's no other there's no other alternative. If 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 Johnny says he's Susie, then Johnny is Susie. Period. Period. There's no debate. It's not that Johnny's mentally ill. It's not that Johnny's on drugs. It's not that Johnny just is looking for attention. It's not that just Johnny just needs some counseling. It's not that Johnny needs the parents to be more involved in his life. It's it. He's transgender. He's actually Susie, period. No debate, no discussion, nothing. That's what the left wants. They do not want you to have the ability to debate this issue. Because to debate the issue invites the possibility that perhaps there's another alternative here. It's the same thing with the wet market, with Wuhan. If if you can debate the notion that COVID did not start from a from an undercooked bat burger, uh, well, then you have this Wuhan lab sitting there, and then you have Chinese culpability. So what did the government do right away? It shut it down and said, nope, undercooked bat burger, period. This is what the left does. This is why I tell you when they control information all the time, it's really about controlling and shutting down debate. So they don't allow debate. This way they get to set the science. There really are no women. There really are no men. And there's 157 different genders, and that's just how it is. Period. 
the minute you allow debate to occur, their arguments completely fall apart. So what do you do? What's the answer to that? You ban the debate. You don't allow the debate to occur. And that's what they're trying to do. So good for these school districts for pushing back on this and saying, no, you're damn right. We're going to let the parents know. We absolutely will let the parents know if there's an issue where they really believe the child will face some sort of physical harm or something like that. uh, You can take it on a case by case basis. But there's lots of things where the child might face physical harm. You could could get an F on a test. Right. And potentially face physical harm. So the point is that we don't we would not sit here and suggest that we don't share kids grades with parents. We would never sit here with a straight face and say that. But, you know, there might be a parent out there who kid comes home, fail a test, and, you know, beats the crap out of them. But that's the argument that the state of New Jersey uses in this matter when it comes to gender identity in schools. And it's a Fugazi argument. I mean, a kid, a kid could be on a, a, be a, a, an athlete, be on the team, and miss a goal. And then, yeah, the dad could come home that night or the mom or whatever, get drunk and beat the crap out of the kids. So, what, you're not going to let parents watch sports? On the off chance a kid may lose and the parent may beat them up. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous is what it is. And it's not true. And it's an excuse to choose by the left just to shut down debate under the skies of safety for children. All right. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Coming up, the uh, electric vehicle manufacturers are screaming and crying for some help. Please help us. These EV mandates are killing us. You're damn right they're killing us. And I'll tell you more about that. But I want to tell you about my great friends at Cherry Hill Volvo because this is an incredible month. Incredible month to purchase or lease a new Volvo for my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. They always have an incredible inventory of aggressively priced Volvos. And this month, there are a plethora of discounts and offers available. Too many to list in one commercial. Incentives start at $5,000 and they can escalate all the way to $11,000. So whether you want to purchase or lease a new or pre-owned Volvo, now is the time. I love my Volvo from Cherry Hill Volvo and so will you. You. Just as important as the best pricing is the highest quality service. And on that, no one can match Cherry Hill Volvo. They always work hard to provide the exceptional luxury experience you deserve. Cherry Hill Volvo cars offer a full line of new vehicles to fit every lifestyle. Like I drive the XC40 and I love it. It is a it is a beautiful SUV, plenty of room, incredibly stylish. Bridget has the XC90 with that third row, the extra row there for all the kids and ton of cargo room. But maybe you want something a little bit like a, a sedan style, the S-Class. Made at their plant in South Carolina, a gorgeous car. Either way, Cherry Hill Volvo cars on Route 70 in Cherry Hill will take great care of you take great care of your family and give you an experience that you deserve cherry hill vavo where relationships matter hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did the zioli show on your schedule from talk radio 1210 wpht in the free odyssey app all right so i got uh, some response from people about tom emmer 
uh, and why he should be a hard no for Speaker of the House. Apparently, he is a guy that is in favor of eliminating the Electoral College. Now, again, I have not independently verified that, but as very often what happens is that you, you know, the, the, the Internet chatter starts to go that Tom Emmer had made comments about the Electoral co- College. Um, he was also a guy who cast out on the 2020 election and supported the lawsuit to throw the election to Trump. So balance that out as the truth. We wait for the truth to come out. The other thing, too, which I want to remind you, is that there's a long, a long way to go here in terms of this. But Tom Emmer said there was questionable practices in the 2020 presidential election, and he signed on to a brief in support of a last-ditch Texas lawsuit seeking to throw out the results in key swing states. Though he would vote to certify the results on January 6, 2021, the comments and actions show Emmer flirted with some of the most election denial rhetoric uh, on, the, on the right. This is from CNN. Speaking with the radio show for the far-right publication Breitbart, 12 days after the election, Emmer baselessly suggested that mail-in ballots might have skewed the election against Trump. I think that you will see the courts, if nothing else. This president is making sure that he stays focused and his team stays focused on these questionable election practices. We're going to find out if it's accurate how much they skewed the outcome of the election in Georgia and elsewhere. Emmer was quieter than many Republicans in the aftermath of the 2020 election, but in interviews and public comments reviewed by CNN's K-File ahead of the speakership vote, Emmer refused to say Biden won the election and bashed the press for calling the race. He attacked the press for calling the race for Joe Biden back then. So, you know, I I mean, this guy, Andrew Kaczynski from CNN, his K-File, he goes, this is what they do over there. They just go after Republicans constantly. Uh, And Democrats, too. Some Democrats, anyway. Like, for example, he's got a piece up that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. repeatedly suggested that chemicals in water are impacting the sexuality of children. And there's a lot of people who think that the chemicals in water have lots of problems. <laughs> I don't understand why that's a, that's a problem. Uh, he also has a piece here that, uh, well, the, the big one is about Tom Emmer. So, so, this, so the idea that of Tom Emmer and the Electoral College, now that is a question that, again, I've heard those rumors too. And apparently it was a tweet. I have not seen it myself, but that rumor is out there that he at one point had said that he would he would like to see the abolishment of the Electoral College. I have a hard I have a tough time believing that somebody would 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 believe that and also at the same time be called an election denier from 2020. You know what I mean? So, no, I mean, any Republican who thinks that getting rid of the Electoral College is a good idea would probably have a a big problem because there's no way a Republican could ever win. Oh, but yeah, no, I guess I guess we have uh, we have a video here. This is Matt DeSantis just sent me this. This is from October 21st, 2023. And this is Tom Emmer. I'm assuming this is Tom Emmer. It looks like him. And this is uh, from Western Lensman on Twitter, who says that Tom Emmer has been. Yeah, I guess I guess guess out the audio. Well, this this would be an absolute deal breaker. This is the NPV campaign, which would allow states to circumvent the electoral college by choosing their electors based on the national popular vote, not the candidate with the most votes in their state. Okay, let's take a listen to what he says here. 
And the first misconception about national popular vote is that, that's, that this proposal is somehow going against uh, what the founding fathers intended uh, or uh, against the very language of the Constitution. And it, it is a misconception. What national popular vote provides is that each state is allowed to determine how to award its electors. This proposal would allow the state of Pennsylvania and my state of Minnesota to say, we are going to award our electors to the candidate for president that gets the highest number of popular votes across the country. Article 2, Section 1, it is constitutional. We're not changing the Constitution. If you respect states' rights, if you truly do believe in them, then you respect the states' rights to determine however they want to award their electors. I've had the argument made to me, Tom, as a conservative, why would you ever want to support something like national popular vote? All they'd have to do is focus their campaigns on the large urban centers. Last time I checked, the top 50 cities in this country, most populated, dense, urban areas make up less than 20% of the popular vote. I don't know why you would think it's a good idea for a state to award its electoral votes to whoever won the popular vote if that's not who won the state. I don't I don't understand that thinking behind this. I'm trying I'm trying to understand this, but I don't I don't I mean, he sounds to me like a D-bag at if, if that's what he believes. <laughs> What am I missing, Matt DeSantis? Am I understanding that correctly? He's saying now that if, in, in other words, so say Trump wins Pennsylvania, Biden wins the popular vote, Pennsylvania could give the popular, could give the electoral votes to Biden. Yeah, exactly. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, so basically it wouldn't ultimately matter if Pennsylvania voted for Donald Trump. What would matter is what na- who won nationally. So who won- whoever wins the national vote would ultimately win um, the, uh, the electors from that state. Why would anybody endorse that? I have no idea. What? what but but uh, I, I, how is it states' rights? You're literally telling the people in your state, "Drop dead. We don't care what you think. We're going with whoever won the national vote." So that's going to be California and New York deciding the election for the entire country. It would certainly seem like it. I mean, unless again, I'm missing something. But he sounds like a total d bag. Um, I was just reading this. Uh, this. These clips are about a decade old. They're from uh, 2012, I believe, at least the ones that were dated. Um, but apparently this almost cost him the majority whip position as well. Well, as it should have. It should it should have cost him a seat in Congress is what it should have cost him, in my opinion. It's a weird stance to adopt. It, 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 and, and, I'm, and I'm listening to him say that this is in line with what the founders wanted. I no, they would not want. They why would the founders want a state to give up its its electors to go along with what? And what universe would the founders have wanted that? I'm trying. I'm I'm really like I'm I'm really re- trying to. I, I mean this sincerely. Trying to understand why he thinks this would be a good idea for conservatism, and I cannot put my head around it. So why would anybody back this guy? I don't know. I, he's been pretty much universally regarded as the front runner if there even is a front runner at this point i would imagine this would be enough to derail that i would hope so so i'm glad this video this this video has been unearthed unearthed again and i'm glad because it's it needs to be out there it needs to be out there in a big way uh in fact why don't let me retweet that so i can make sure that people understand what's happening here because again you know i i haven't delved into all the candidates because quite frankly it's i don't know if they're gonna uh, still be candidates i mean this is uh, there's so many names out there right now i could spend 
all day going through their backgrounds and doing all that and then find out that the person's not even a serious candidate. But this national popular vote movement, which is something that the DailySignal.com wrote a story about years ago, is, is it, I mean, Soros' fingerprints are all over this. The nonprofit organization building a coalition of states that favor choosing the president by popular vote promotes itself as nonpartisan, but is financed by millions of dollars from left leaning groups. Some of the leaders of the movement are prominent Republicans and most of the funding for the nonprofit National Popular Vote Inc. has come from a wealthy Democrat and a billionaire independent. However, many large liberal organizations back the movement, according to the Capital Research Center, a conservative investigative think tank that monitors nonprofits. It gathered donor information on National Popular Vote Inc. using a commercial database. The Jennifer and Jonathan Allen Soros Foundation, for example, gave a million dollars to the nonprofit in 2011. Jonathan Soros heads an investment firm and is the son of George Soros, a hedge fund manager known for financing left-leaning causes around the world. The Daily Signal sought comment through the George Soros-backed Open Society Foundation and did not get any comment. The Stephen M. Silberstein Foundation made donations totaling $1 million to National Popular Vote, Inc. from 2008 to 2012, according to the most recent data. The Silberstein Foundation gave three of them, and they go through this. Nearly every major progressive policy and advocacy group in the United States has received money from Silberstein in recent years. He's a board member uh, for National Popular Vote, said on the on Ralph Nader's podcast. Ralph Nader has a podcast in late 2016. <laughs> it's not. Do we carry that in Odyssey? Is that one of ours? I don't believe so. Is that podcorn? Do they? Uh, it's not useful to change the rules of the game after the game is over with so that you can get a different result. If you really want to do something, change the rules now in time for the next election. Trump is the fifth president in American history to win the Electoral College and lose the popular vote. So why would a guy like this want them states to turn their electoral votes over to Joe Biden and make him the president? How, how can a guy call himself a conservative if he believes that? I don't under I don't. What am I? What am I missing here? What am I missing here? It looks like there are 15 states, including D.C., that have signed the National Popular uh, Vote Interstate Compact. And mm-hmm. they're all they're all super progressive. California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, New York, Vermont, um, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Washington, D.C., as I mentioned, Hawaii. Um, it's strange that you would have a conservative that would be in agreement with this policy. Well, no, he's not a conservative then. He's not a conservative. You, you, you just said it's strange you'd have a conservative agree with the policy, but he's not He's not a conservative. No conservative in his right friggin' mind would agree with this policy. Supposed conservative. The national popular vote bill would guarantee the presidency to the candidate who receives the most popular votes in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. You know what, Henry? I like that. Just ding the bell every time they, they score. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just I was going to interrupt this. No, no, no. It's okay. It. Let's just do that from now till the end of the show. Even if I'm in the middle of something, just ding it. All right, I got you. If they score. Just because, again, people may not want to listen to the boring television commentators, and there might be a delay, and so you just ding. If we if we score against the D-bags, you'll just hear a ding. Yep. I, I may or may comment, but right now I'm more focused on this D-bag, Tom Emmer, 
who's backing this national popular vote bill, which would guarantee the presidency to the candidate who receives the most popular votes in all 50 states. How could, how, how could, how, A, he's not a conservative. Well, you know what? That's, he's probably going to become speaker now. That almost just guarantees that he's going to become speaker since the moderates seem to control everything. What a mess. No wonder why, no wonder why uh, Kevin McCarthy is backing this guy. I would wow. guess he's cooked. I, I mean, I, because realistically, the eight that initially uh, ousted Kevin McCarthy, there's no way they would agree to Emory. No. I mean, this seems like a step backwards. But the thing about it is that this video is very hard to find. I mean, I've been Googling this and it doesn't come up. So you literally, I'm glad you found this. I'm glad you sent this to me because w- without that, we wouldn't even know about this. Western Lensman is the guy who uh, who's, considers himself on X to be a a researcher and found this so good and again i i I assume that that's not artificial intelligence i assume it's not a deep fake i assume tom ember actually supports that and he's gonna and he's gonna have to answer for it but the fact that his name was in contention on friday and it's monday and we're just finding out about this now tells you that there's an orchestrated effort by republicans to make sure this does not come out because no conservative in good conscience could ever support this guy for supporting the national popular vote you, a Democrat would win every election. You'd have a Democrat president in every single election, period. Because they're always going to win the popular vote, given the makeup of this country, especially as you get more illegal immigrants who become voters. California has more people. California is, uh, I mean, it's just obvious. You can't do that. There's, there's a reason why the founders wanted the states to not go along with the popular vote. There's a reason for the Electoral College. It's because you have big states with big populations that and then little states would have no voice. And what would be the point of even campaigning in a small state if it was just going to be the popular vote? Small st- st- states with smaller populations would have no say whatsoever. They would get no attention at all. And who would waste their time there? The entire election would just be about campaigning in population centers. And a Democrat would almost be guaranteed the presidency, just given the nature of the makeup of this country. That's why you have the Electoral College, so that states have as much say, a, a small state has as much say, say as a big state does when it comes to the awarding of electors in terms of how you look at the map. Because if you just look at the map and go, all I need is just to get to the majority here, I'll just do this, then why would you bother going to states? But there are states that are red that will give out maybe not as many electoral votes as California, but you add them all up like a puzzle to reach that number and that's how it works well this is amazing all right uh listen let me tell you about my buddies at emmons roofing and siding e-m-m-o-n-s emmonsroofing.com i want you to reach out to them today because they do incredible work matt and his wife stephanie they do fantastic work and they are great friends of mine personally roof siding windows and doors emmons does it all and they also do remodeling kitchen and bathroom remodeling as well and i'll tell you something uh it 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 is it, it trust is everything trust is everything trust is everything when it comes to this stuff and i i trust emmons and that's why i've used them so many times so many times uh in the past and i'm going to use them again for things as well so there you go emmonsroofing.com you can also visit their design showroom in cherry hill new jersey or go to emmonsremodeling.com emmonsremodeling.com if you want and see what's going on there and uh all the great work they redid my kitchen my bathroom and they've done fantastic work they serve pennsylvania new jersey delaware and the jersey shore emmonsroofing.com 
Bridge Zioli, weekday afternoons 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 